How do you want to start this? How <laughs> we always start it. <laughs> Awkward and wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Well, well, well. My, my, my. Well, well, well. Let's take a ride. Alright, what up, Fold? It's, uh, it's us. We're back. We are, are we still exist. Uh, sorry, this one's coming out a little bit late. It's completely my fault. Neil keeps bugging me. He's like, he's like, hey, I checked my phone on Friday and it wasn't there. But yeah, I just, it's totally on me. I forgot. We got busy. This editing took a while. But on the plus side, this episode features our wives, which is pretty awesome. So you're going to hear a little bit from uh, GV and Lisa. And uh, we talk about uh, vacations. We talk about COVID. We talk about going back to work. We talk about kids in school, um, we talk about surviving all this, all in the context of the killing joke. And so, uh, if you guys don't know what that is, it's the Batman thing, we'll explain it to the thing. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that's what we got. Enjoy this one, guys. Sorry it's a little bit late, and we'll see you soon. What are you guys drinking? Peanut butter stout. It's called Lead Dog Brewing. Where is this from? Oh, Lake Tahoe. Oh, nice. So, yeah, Lead Dog Brewing Brewing is uh, from Reno and Sparks. They got a peanut butter stout, 16-ounce can. It's pretty nice. About 10 bucks for a four-pack, but it's really tasty and a decent amount of alcohol. Yeah. So we're sharing the. Where's the Jethro T. Boots? <laughs> That's another day. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking a uh, New Belgium from um, Colorado. It's um, the Mothership Wheat Beer. Mothership. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, in the can. It's pretty good. Very, uh, uh, it's very much a summer, summer wheat beer type of. Uh, what are you drinking? Oh, I found like, I'm really into White Claws and Trulies because that's my style. And uh, Social Club has seltzers and this one's a citrus gimlet. It's supposed to taste, uh, yeah, taste like a gimlet. I like it. I think it has gin in it or something. It's delicious. And it only has 150 calories. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Drink calories counted. They never count. Not when you're podcasting. Uh, well, it's also Wednesday, so it is Wednesday. I have to work tomorrow. Me too. Yeah. So, so this is a special occasion. We have our wives in today. Yay, wives! Yay! Just don't what ask do us how many episodes we've listened to. No, my wife doesn't listen to any of these episodes. But I have before. Oh, you'd be so mad at me if you listened to these episodes. So maybe. It's oh, not- I was gonna say. <laughs> we need to designate a listener. <laughs> Go to minute thirty-four. You're gonna be so mad. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> Who's that, Manny? Yeah. No. Yeah, probably. Manny does Who? listen to every show. Oh, Manny does. Yeah. I gotta ask Elisa. She listens to y'all. Elisa does listen to the show. Hi, Elisa. Hi, Manny. Here we go. Well, we are joined today by my lovely wife, Lisa. 
Say hello. Hello. Say closer to the mic. Hello. There, there you go. go. Uh, there we go. Lisa is so excited to be on the podcast today. <laughs> I think she's only doing this so that she could have talked to Jeevy. <laughs> um, this is my wife, Jeevy. Did you introduce yourself yet? No. Introduce yourself, honey. Hi, everybody. I'm Jeevy. I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. I don't know. Jeevy's a nurse. She is a nurse. Jeevy is a nurse. Um, and Lisa's a teacher. And Lisa's, Lisa's a, a teacher. teacher. And we live in COVID together. <laughs> Together, Everybody. together they teach, teach nursing. Their powers combined, they open up schools. Yeah. Or close them. Or close them. There yeah. we go. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, uh, we probably should have planned topics of some kind. Yeah. But we're just so anxious to get back together because we miss each other. Yeah, we do. And we miss the audience, the fold. The fold. I know. When was the last time you guys actually? A long well, time. it was been a, it's been over a month. We hit our one year anniversary. Oh, that's so fun! So this uh, is how we're celebrating fun. our one year anniversary. Yeah. Wait, and you guys didn't think it would last. Yeah, such supportive wives. We are. We let you guys have your time. That's how we support you. And uh, we went on vacation. Where'd you guys go? Where'd we went to go? Utah. Oh, I went to, okay. I was like, what? I don't know where you two went. I was like, what just happened? Not Neil and I, you and me. <laughs> well, you were talking about your anniversary. And then you're like, we went on vacation. And I was like, when did you and Neil walk away? And Lisa and I didn't know about it. Yeah. They went for their one year. Yeah, that's yeah, why we I'm confused on where this is going. <laughs> for our one year anniversary. I went to Mesquite to play poker. And apparently while we were asleep, Lisa, because we didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening right now? You guys went on vacation too. Yeah. Yes. We went to North Carolina. Nice. There's um a place called Emerald Isle. It's like the southern coast, I guess, of North Carolina. Kind of sticks out there, and there's an island that's there, and it's kind of neat because being from the West Coast, you're used to the sun always setting like in front of your faces over the water. And then I guess on the East Coast where the sun rises over that, but since it faces south, you never get a sunrise or sunset. They always kind of go over like your left shoulder to your right shoulder. And so it's the sun's never in your face. It's pretty cool. It's The water's warm. Yeah, the water's warm. Just let me tell you, East Coast Beach, wow. Like when we go to Steubenville to San Diego, and San Diego is pretty far south has great weather, and the water is effing cold. It might as well be the Arctic Ocean. And so we go to, like, North Carolina, and it's, like, bath water almost. It's nice, yeah. It's but nice. not, yeah, but not, like, bath water where you're, like, ugh. It's, like, yeah, it's nice. It's good. It was good. the kids like it. Oh, Robert loved it. He could dig all day long oh, that's in the sand. He went in the water. There were three other kids there he got to play with. Uh -huh. um, did Henry like the sand? He loved it. He did. He's, we're gonna, he has to ease into being my beach bum, but Robert is there. He will spend like, all day oh. at the beach. He and I will stay at the beach, and Neil and Henry can stay up at the house. <laughs> I like the beach too. Just, I don't like the sand. I don't like sand. I feel like Anakin Skywalker. I just don't like sand. <laughs> Why don't you like sand, Neil?
Because it's rough and coarse. It's coarse. Get it everywhere. But it's like, even it's just like on your feet, and then you go and even when I hose off my feet and all that stuff, then you get into the house and it's like, yes, I can still feel it on the floor. And <laughs> it's just, ah. Uh, it's terrible. I know. It's terrible, and then everything gets sandy, and, and it gets everywhere. And what's cool about what what kind of sucks about this beach is, let me just tell you, on some parts of the east, like the southern east coast, like there's no major cities on the coast, like no, it's... like South Carolina, North Carolina, Atlanta, none of these cities, none of these coastlines have major cities, so big airports are far away. Yeah. And, and we usually fly into Raleigh and drive about three hours there. Yep. But the problem is there's no direct flight to Raleigh. So we, you know, we've been stuck way too many times. So I said, F this, we're going into Charlotte now. And we're going to get a direct flight, which we did. But then it's about, what is it? Four and a half, Four and a half almost five hours drive. But it took us, what, like nine and a half, it felt like? No. Yeah. <laughs> but the what last happened? hour... We have children. Oh, just stopping. Yeah. Like we, because somebody would what have to stop, doing? and then 20 minutes later, somebody else would have to stop, and oh, then what? an hour later, we'd stop like five times. Yeah, we had to feed him. feel like an hour to get. It could feel like it takes a good hour just to get onto the islands because it's a two-lane road. And you got to cross a bridge. And you cross the bridge, and everybody's checking in on Saturday. Oh. When you go, so the last hour is probably. Yeah, yeah. You go 10 miles. Oh, my gosh. But, or something like that. It feels like. Yeah. yeah. And then going Probably. home was, it's not too bad. It's just, it's like, oh, we stopped to go to the bathroom. Now we, oh, now we got to stop to go to the bathroom again. Andy. And then it's like, now Henry's hungry, so we got to pull over and feed him. And yeah. Because you can't really feed him in the front seat while you're driving. Yeah. yeah. It's not legal anymore. You used to. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. When I was a baby, yeah, used to be able to breastfeed. They didn't have car seats when you were a baby. Yeah, when you were a baby, Neil, they didn't have a back seat belt. <laughs> Joel is All in this thing right now, asking me constantly, "Did this exist when you were a kid? Did this exist?" Yeah, he when makes you were us feel ancient right now. Because he's like, he he found out that the internet didn't exist when I was a kid, right? And then. <laughs> And then he thought that, that was, that. he couldn't wrap his head around that. And the idea that a phone had a cord on it, he couldn't wrap his head around that. And so he asks me like the most ridiculous thing. Did plates exist whenever you were a kid? <laughs> Did restaurants exist whenever you were a kid? <laughs> and we were trying to tell him that phones were not like these detachable devices that are just attached to people's mm -hmm. hands all day. And he's like, couldn't get that. Did cars exist yeah, when you were a kid? He's definitely, yeah. Crazy. But the rest of your vacation was good? It was good. It was nice to get away. It was hard because that's when all the school stuff was being decided. So I kept trying to check in and I should have just left my phone in the ocean and just dealt with it. Oh got my back. goodness. She was like worrisome. But crazy it was just hard. Like, so, but it's fine. The boys are doing fine at school so far. You know, we'll see if it all closes again. I don't know. And you'll just have to stay home every day. <laughs> yep, work overnight. <laughs> work overnight. At so, the Amazon factory. Yep. <laughs> I'm actually making money at work now. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, I know. This is like this is like the first month since March that I could actually be like, like 
What's funny is the amount we've already made so far, if you asked me this in January, I would have been like, ugh, that's a bad month. And now I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Respect me. That's awesome. You know, because we went from like $80,000 in sales to $20,000 from March to April. Oh, my goodness. And 80 is not the best we our branch has anyway. It's, you know, it's okay, I guess. You know, you're hoping to get closer to 90 and you want to break 100. Good ones are way over 100, but so you got 80. But then the end of March was when everything started closing anyway. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay. Then April was 20. And a lot of that was people outside of Nevada. And I just got those accounts like March 1st. So if I didn't get those accounts, I would have probably made like $10,000. So oh, that's good. I mean, people are going back to work too. So yeah, yeah thank God. Nice. Yeah. GV, I took GV and the kids up to uh, Utah and uh, we drove into, uh, drove into Utah and spent a couple of days in, in Provo cause it's kind of like central Utah so we can get to the North and to the South if we wanted to or whatever. And um, I've been trying to convince GV that we need to move there. And because uh, I, I like the weather much better than, than here. But, uh, wait, wait, wait. Was, you know, you know, we're Catholic, right? <laughs> yeah, that was her thing. That was her thing. She was convinced that she would, oh, there'd only be Mormons there and there would only be white people. And she's like, <laughs> I was mostly correct. <laughs> and then yep. we drove into Salt Lake City <laughs> and we went to the cathedral at Salt Lake City, which was named after Mary Magdalene. And uh, as we were, we were just kind of checking it out or whatever, and Joel's like, I got to go to the bathroom. And we're like, okay, well, the, but then we try to find the bathroom inside the cathedral. the cathedral. And we couldn't find it. It was locked. We, we, we did find it, but it, was, it had like a big chain on it. Like you could only access it during like um, when they mass have mass and stuff like that. And so I was like, well, let's walk next door. I bet you there's somebody in the chancery. So we rang the door about the chancery and the bishop's secretary comes and she opens the door and she was Filipina. <laughs> And I, we like had oh. a whole, like hatched plan because we knew it was COVID and people, you know, were being careful and we were just lucky that we even got to go inside the cathedral and the kids, it's so funny because church is so familiar to them that they actually felt really comfortable running around that giant cathedral. Cause it was mostly just us and like one other person there. Right. And then, so David and I had kind of like had the scheme of, okay, whoever answers the door, if they're like really skittish about letting people in, cause they had like no visitors all over the door. Um, but he was like, well, you got to ring the doorbell. The kids got to go. And right. so I was like, just you and Joel go. But then this Filipina lady opens the door and she's so cute. She's like, oh, it's not that busy. You guys can come in. And then um, I had just kind of scooted along like David and Joel. And then she's like, and do you guys want some candy? Yeah, you don't offer Gemma candy and then <laughs> like have her refuse. Like, that's not her thing. And so she just went on in. And so we all got to go. And so Joel goes to the bathroom with David and she's chatting it up and we're just like, um, hey, she's like, oh, where are you guys from? We're like, oh, we're visiting from Las Vegas. And um, I said, my husband does ministry work out in Henderson. And uh, she was, she's going back and forth and just talking about our trip. And then out of nowhere, she's like, so do you guys want to meet the bishop? And I was like, what? <laughs> what is happening right now? I'm like in these bummy street clothes. And then she's like, yeah, you know, he's not that busy today. And we don't have, you know, we don't allow visitors really. So David comes out of the bathroom with Joel. And then I was like, do you want to meet the bishop? And he's like, yes. <laughs> so, 
And so he met the the bishop who happens to be also Filipino. Yeah, I was laughing. <laughs> what? Bishop I Oscar know. Solis. And of course he knows Father Vic. And he knows Father Vic and Father Manny. <laughs> Father Vic knows everybody. Correct. The island is not too small for Father Vic. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> if you're a Filipino on the mainland, you know, you know Father Vic. You know he played tennis with him. That's, yeah. how, that's how it goes. <laughs> I bet you the 20 people that listen to the show also know Father Vic. I'm just saying. Everybody knows Father Vic. Yeah. So. yeah he's a, it, was, it was super funny because, like, whenever we're, we're there, he was like, we're never going to see any, any Filipinos. We're, we're not going we're gonna to see anybody of color. Or <laughs> we're never going to meet any Catholics. And then what do we do? We meet the, the most Filipino Catholic person in all of Salt Lake, you know? <laughs> the whole state. Angry. Yeah, the whole state. Yeah. But apparently there's only like 30,000 Catholics there and that's it. Like Salt Lake is yeah. the hub. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've gone. Have you gone to Salt Lake yet? Yeah, I went, I went in uh, 2000 when the whole city was tore up for the Olympics two years later. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. It's a neat place. Like, did you guys, you didn't do any of like the Mormon-y touristy stuff, did you? We went hiking and stuff. We tried to stay away from people. Oh yeah, it's definitely interesting. Like you go and it's almost like this well, it's another culture. It's like, oh, this is what happens. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Yeah. The main reason why we ventured out to Salt Lake anyway is um I wanted to see what like, you know, the motherland, right? But supposedly like the motherland of all Mormon places. So I wanted to see like the temple. Like I wanted to even if I couldn't go in, I wanted yeah, to Yeah, you can not it. Yeah, no, it was tore up. I couldn't see it. Even the, the whole thing was under construction. I couldn't see it. Well, if you ever want to see that, what is it? The play. The Hikamora. Oh, you can go see with my parents. It's like 40 minutes from them. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. The Hikamora pageant is in like Palmyra or something like that. It's in Western New York. Western, That's yeah. where Joseph Smith's from. Oh, that oh makes sense. wow. Yeah. Before he moved out west. Right. Yeah. But it's supposed to be an favorite. interesting play. Yeah. But I saw Book of Mormon. I know what's going on. Wow, well, we had our first Air Airbnb stay, and that worked out great. How was that? It was actually, I was really nervous because um, we, well, we were, long story short, we were staying in somebody's basement, right? Because Utah has basements that are yeah. fully furnished. And so the basement had two bedrooms. We had our own separate entrance, a fully working kitchen, a living room, a bathroom. I mean, it was essentially like a small apartment. Right? Yeah. Um, it was a good space, but it was this cute retired couple, like elderly couple, but they had a beautiful garden with, um, they grew their own fruits and, and, and vegetables. So the shared space was the backyard and they introduced themselves to us and um, we interacted a few times, but she really liked seeing the kids. And so at the end of our trip, she let Joel pick out a bunch of tomatoes from her garden. She had so many and she had like pumpkins and squash and oh my gosh, onions and so many awesome stuff. Watermelon. Yeah. And watermelon. Yeah. You could do a garden with him. So yeah, do so a garden and die. Well, so we, <laughs> David said, let's move to Utah. I said, no. And then he said, okay, fine. That's the five-year plan. And I still said, no. I mean, I don't, I literally, my whole entire community is here. So I'm not doing it. And then, so we decided, well, I kind of, I don't even know if I met him any halfway or quarter way or an eighth of the way. Now we have a garden and it's, yeah. yeah but is anything surviving? I mean, there's yeah. no rain and it's 
hot as crap. Yeah, so um, we have this one spot in our backyard that's kind of uh, shaded in the afternoon, but gets some decent sun in the morning. And so um, I, I thought, you know, this would be a good spot to put a garden if we're going to put one. And so I went ahead and I leveled it out and then I put a little raised bed garden in there. And uh, right now we have a couple of pretty healthy t um, basil plants. Uh, we have my habanero plant, which I named uh, Habier, and we call him Hobby. Oh. <laughs> and that one's thriving, actually. That one's actually pretty big. And then uh, we have a cilantro plant that's doing okay. And we planted oh. some more basil from seed, and we planted some tomatoes from seed. And those are sprouting, too. And so, like, things are, things are growing. And I, I put in a little... Uh, um, irrigation system too to make sure like it, it's all watered evenly and, and well so you have a good italian garden i do have a good italian garden we can have a lot of uh margarita pizzas oh i do love margarita pizzas yeah that's some good stuff right there david made pizza from scratch and the kids are still talking about it he's like dad do you remember that one time you made pizza yeah i get the hint dad <laughs> they want me to make more pizza yeah <laughs> Dad, I heard there's these people who make pizza. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Dad, remember that one time whenever you made pizza? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> That's very much yeah. it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I don't know That's where Robert was. How was Robert on the trip? Because, oh my gosh, you guys, the first hour of our road trip. So Provo is what, like six hours away or something? Yeah. The first hour, I was like, I'm going to choke somebody. Like, I can't. It's between Joel and Gemma. Oh, my gosh. They're like, Mom, you said this was a long trip, right? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, are we there yet? And I'm like, we haven't left for an hour. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> In their defense, their version of a long trip is going to Grandma's, <laughs> which is like 30 minutes. Well, they do live on the other side of town. Yeah. He, was well. he only got mad, like... Oh, Neil took Henry to change his butt, change his diaper. Oh, God. So Robert got angry that <laughs> he wasn't able to go with Neil to do that. And then he, luckily, the seat in front of him was empty, but he still wanted to play with the tray table. And oh, on the we, plane. On the plane. And we wouldn't let him play. He was much better in the car than on the plane. Okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we have a... Four-hour flight? We had like a four-hour flight. We stayed at a hotel, and then we had a four-and-a-half, five-hour car ride. Mm -hmm. We did that the next day. And, of course, I like guess the hotel, the poor kid, like, we didn't bring really many toys with us because we were flying. Right. So there wasn't anything to do with the hotel because even the pools are closed. Mm -hmm. We couldn't even go and just hang out there. So he probably watched, like, his life's worth of iPad. <laughs> And I've had, though, like the one he has been using, it's so old, it can't download the app for the airplane to oh, be no. able to watch anything on it. So we had, like, downloaded these, like, truck episodes or something. But Which he likes. He likes, and he did well. I mean, for a three-year-old, he was fine. But yeah. then I had I, the iPad. I just, I just bought one right before the trip, and I had that, and I had the, the app. The American Airlines yeah. app or whatever thing. So when I did it, but the thing is, you get whatever shows they put on it. Right. And they had like all these Nick Jr. or uh, they had all these Disney, Disney Jr. No, Nick Jr. So he's like, I want to watch Paw Patrol. Well, there's no Paw Patrol on this. 
I want to watch Paw Patrol. <laughs> well, yeah, but see the thing too, just like like how Joel like. like Did I I love that. Did you have TV when you were a kid? <laughs> like Robert doesn't realize that you can't watch what you want to watch all the time because of how many times he's like, I want to watch Paw Patrol, and you're like, okay, <laughs> click, click, click. There's a Paw Patrol There's on demand. Just watch yep. that. Yeah. So then he's like, I want to watch it now. No, you can't because yeah, they don't have Paw Patrol. The and then even yeah. in the car. He didn't watch a whole lot in the car yeah. because he, um, well, we don't get it. Like, And then our phone was, has a, your phone was a hot spot. So he did that for a little bit. And then we're apart. He, um, so we're like, yeah, the, the iPad doesn't work when the car is going. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> but, and he's facing forwards now in the car. So that helped a little bit. To a point, except the like, he tells you when go. to stop and go this way and go that way. Oh, no. Go. That's hilarious. Or he goes, what's that? And you're like, I don't know. What are you pointing at? What's that? that? over there. Over there. I can't see your hand. <laughs> that. I'm driving. You want us to die? <laughs> yeah. It was this. We ended up rent rented the car, and we rented a car seat for Robert, and we brought Henry's. Mm-hmm. I got a topic that I think we can talk about. Okay, good. Make sure. Note this time. All right. All right. So, um, and it's kind of on topic and it's kind of our style. So that works out well. So I was talking with you just a minute ago about, um, I just rewatched The Killing Joke. Uh, Batman's The Killing Joke, which uh, obviously it, it's not a great film. Well, the, <laughs> the first half is kind of a very much a disconnect from the second half. But in the second half, it's, it is, it's very good. And uh, for for you ladies here, what the killing joke it is, it's a. Uh, um, say this is our style. Right. No. This is Neil and I's style. Oh, yeah. So the killing joke is a. Um, it's a very popular uh, Batman and Joker comic book. It was a. Um, it was like a forty-page comic book or something like that, right? Do you know? Prestige format. There you go. And uh, um, it was added. Uh, it was adapted to film a few years ago, and <laughs> it got really bad reviews because obviously. You know, it wasn't long enough to be a film, so they added a bunch of crap in it or whatever. Anyway, the whole point of the story is that you know, the, the killing joke part is it's, it gives you a really deep look into um, the Joker. And the Joker wants to prove a point. And his whole point is, is that one bad day can make anybody go crazy. Let me ask you something. What does it matter if you send me back to the asylum if it doesn't matter to me? I've proven my point. Gordon's been driven mad. I've demonstrated there's no difference between me and everyone else. All it takes is one bad day. That's how far the world is from where I am. Just one bad day. And he has this great line in there. And I was like, he said that um, if the world had one bad day, it would lose its mind. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> We've kind of had that experience and we kind of have lost our minds. But then the whole point was, is he took um, Commissioner Gordon and he tried to make Commissioner Gordon go crazy. So basically like he did terrible stuff to his daughter. He paralyzed her and, and uh, knocked out uh, Gordon, made him unconscious. And, and then took pictures of all the stuff that he did to his daughter, all these tortures and things that he did. And then he made his, uh, whenever Gordon woke up, uh, he stripped Gordon of his clothes and put him in this crazy amusement park and he made him look at the pictures that uh, he had took of him torturing his daughter and how he was helpless to do anything about it. 
Um, and he's like, you know, just run away into the madness, you know, like escape. That was one of the great lines was whenever, whenever your memories start taking you to a place where like the screams are just unbearable and that's all that's there. Just remember that the madness is the emergency exits. You know, you could just forget about abandoned logic and reason and, and for madness or whatever. What's wrong with that, really? It's not like we're contractually tied down to rationality. There is no sanity clause. So when you find yourself locked onto an unpleasant train of thought, headed for places in your past where the screaming is unavoidable, remember this. There's always madness. You can just step outside and close the door on all those dreadful things that happened. You can lock them away forever. And so he thinks he succeeds. He thinks that he has driven um, uh, Commissioner Gordon crazy and uh, that's... Um, that he just that he proved his point that one bad day like everybody else is just like him is just like the Joker, given given one bad day they'll go nuts and they'll they'll just abandon all reason and then just you know just be exactly like he is an absurdist or whatever, and then so um, Batman gets there and he rescues Gordon and then Gordon says I need you to go and I need you to get him, but it needs to be done by the book. He needs to know that our way works. He needs to know that that um, you can maintain order and you can maintain uh, sanity uh, in the midst of chaos. Um, and so he sends Batman in there to to go and get him. And that's kind of like the the key turning point right there was that the Joker was wrong. Was that uh, one bad day doesn't necessarily make the whole world crazy. And so my thought then was, oh, can we? Can we in this in this extended bad day that the world has had where it seems as if the world has gone crazy that everybody's taken the joker option nothing makes sense anymore um how do we not go crazy how do we choose what are things that we can do that's that are going to keep us keeping our heads like gordon did not like batman did because obviously he had one bad day and he now dresses like a flying rat you know, and so Gordon is the is the same person here. It's not it's not Batman. It's not the Joker. It's it's Gordon. So I don't know. That, well, that was just my thought. That's like maybe we can springboard a little off of that. How do we not go crazy uh, in the midst of what's what this has become? Take it one day at a time, I guess. I try to tune it out. Yeah, and we end up having the same argument every day, or at least once a week, over what we're doing with going out or not doing or anything. Like I haven't watched the news, which is probably not a good plan, but That's good. on the other hand, like everything, like people, you know, I get my news from Facebook, which is never a good idea to begin with. No. So like I see the headline or whatever the headlines are, you know, for that, but I haven't watched it. I haven't watched any of the, conventions or you know and I think it is it's hard to not let it all get to you and you don't know what to follow or what not to follow and mm -hmm. I don't know I probably shouldn't tune it out but it's easier it keeps you more sane because in a way the news you know I've talked about this with David before it's just like it's going to make things worse so that people watch it and 
push yeah. its agenda or whatnot. So yeah. if I don't watch, you know, much of the news, then. Yeah, it's like, what can I even, you know, what can we talk about? Like, what can you even do about it? You know, like, some of my cousins, they went to a couple months ago or weeks ago. Yeah, months. Months, I guess. My cousins are teenagers, so then when their parents went to, like, a peaceful protest and things like that, and it's like, on the other hand, it's like, what can I do and what am I ready to do about it? So I don't go crazy, so it does change, but I don't know. I don't know, I guess. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna agree with Lisa on that. Um, on and you guys about trying to steer away from the news uh, and for dri driving ourselves too much into it because um, ever since nine eleven we've had this this twenty four hour news cycle um, that has been I think more I think has a net detriment to our society rather than a net benefit. I mean, sure we know more of what's going on. Um, but we also found out that there's sometimes not a whole lot going on. So some things, sometimes when there's little things going on, they get blown way out of proportion in order to make them yeah. more watchable. Um, they have to make content. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so um, I'm really a big advocate of going back to um, going back to newspaper as the um, as our primary source for a it's a um, it's a more nuanced medium. You have time to think about the news before it actually uh, hits your front doorstep versus you, this is happening right now, and so I'm going to give my two-second soundbite on it. Um, and it's and it's longer than a two-minute clip. Uh, that whenever you're reading a newspaper, the 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 articles that are there are longer than the two-minute clip that you're going to see on the news. And so there's more more time to get into the facts and more time to get into the nuance of all that stuff. Um, so I yeah I think I think uh, limiting at least at the very least limiting our um, uh, our, uh, how much news we watch, I think would be very beneficial. Oh, yeah. Cause yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, keep going. No, my other thought, just, you know, going after what Lisa had said is like, like everybody knows that the news is skewed. You know, if you watch CNN, it's one view. If you watch Fox News, it's one view. You know, we all know it's but then I think it becomes so much more personal because everybody is going through their own version of hell. You know what I mean? Like every, you know, when Rona hit, it hits people in so many different ways um, and everyone's affected and, and you know, it, it doesn't stop with all the stuff that's going on. Um, and I think it's become more personal because then on your social media news feeds, it's like all these people's personal opinions now become fact. And if you don't agree with them, then you're obviously wrong. And then they are full, like ultimately the power to like say something, but not in a good way. Basically it's like my way or the highway, you know, oh, yeah. people you're, can't. You're not just wrong, you're canceled. Correct. Like, and so what yeah. I kind of like taken a new practice to, to keep my own sanity, cause I already work in a, like an organized chaotic place because of COVID is um social media fast like i i'll try not to get on or i've i've learned the art of blocking somebody or at least deleting somebody um for my own sanity you know and it's just it's yeah. yeah i've learned that it's okay to not follow certain people you know it's yeah. it's crazy what the pandemic has done you think this person you know you think so highly of this person or think that you're you whatever your views align or, or whatever and then you're 
and then you see their stuff and you're like whoa like what is happening and then you're yeah. just like yeah i can't i can't follow you <laughs> like I, I don't even know if we can be friends like this is crazy so and I'm it's like, hard to take a break yeah you can't have a discussion about it like i right. know you know different things have been posted here and there like, even on our group site like something you can't even have a discussion on social media about it. You almost have to like call the person up or say, hey, can you meet me six feet away and talk to me about this? Because like, you know, I, we talked about this the other day, didn't we? Like different people post things or like their beliefs for politics. And it's like, you kind of want to ask them, you know, I think you're a smart, sane person, but why do you believe this person? Yeah, like X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. X, Y, Z. Like you can't do that. You have to like physically call them up and have that discussion. Right. Maybe I should, but. Mm. Yeah, I've I've been pretty much since COVID started. I I started snoozing more people. Yeah. Because it's like, well, and the problem is everything's still going on, and then you have all the race relations stuff that blew up at Memorial Day, and then it's like, oh goodness, so there's something else wrong, and then there's this and this is wrong, but then you have, you know, friends. The problem is you have friends that have nothing but time to just post stuff. Right, because they're not working, and like, whatever. Exactly. And it's like, okay, apparently you're, you're, and it's a lot of the, I don't know, and it's just so much stuff that's just gonna irritate you, even if it's things you agree with, just mm -hmm. the way they present it or whatnot. So I just started hitting that snooze for 30 days, and I'm like, yeah. this person's just gonna annoy me. So instead of getting riled up, hmm. I just snooze it because it's like mm -hmm. I can't stand it, and mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just geez. you have to because like you can't have a discussion like you. The one that you started had a whole argument with somebody you didn't even know on Facebook. Oh, yeah. that's a great plan. But then you do it ruins your whole day, and so you just have to not. Yeah, I was around Robert's birthday too. It. So like you just can't unless you can talk to the person like this or you know message them on the side which yeah. doesn't help right. but oh that should be another non-negotiable that you have to have serious conversations over the phone not over texting or anything so no I but i mean super, that's yeah, just and it, i think it's also important to know like what's important to you like you have you know you recognize like this is a trigger and it's not okay you know because for me it took me a minute to be like is this really okay to hit snooze on this person you know right. but in my head i was like are they really counting how many people, you know, does it like, are they ticking like, oh, I lost two friends today right. or whatever. No, nobody cares. So, um, at least I don't care. Um, well, that's why I'm snoozing them because yeah. I'm still friends with them. If I make a, if I put a post and they comment on it, it's still there. Yeah, you know, I just don't see all their stuff. And then if I want to, I could check and, you know, scroll through and, you know, if they're showing what's it called news about the family or something, and you're like, oh, look, your kid's doing this and going to school and, you know, going to college or something. And then you're like, cool, there's something I want to see. I wish there was a filter where you could just filter out political stuff or. Right. Yeah, you know. I just wanted to see the puppies and the kids. Like, and I really like seeing kids <laughs> stuff. Like, I really love the back to school stuff. Like, no matter how funny or, or cute or awful or whatever, it, it felt really good. Like, especially this week that we started school to feel connected to all the moms. Like, 
obviously moms like that's kind of a bond that you know a lot of my um, mostly most of my friends have kids so it was really cool mm -hmm. to kind of feel that sense of community about rallying together and and going back to school so yeah i really like yeah we should just tell facebook create a filter or instagram or whatever and if it has certain words in it to take it out um yeah. or just block it or something next door has that the next door app you can look at crime only or for sale things it did the other day yeah we we had a helicopter flying all around the house yeah so i put on the next door thing i was like what's going on and like two people went at it like oh why are you worried about a helicopter you know it's police activity but i guess some car at the end of our road like on um on the other side on of the that. other side um went through the outside wall and then into a wall into another person's backyard oh so it went God. through like there was eating walls on the roadside and then the wall between two houses yeah that's crazy so it, well, well, we were up from the boys, and then they felt they slept through it. But we can hear the yeah. helicopter going around, like so, what's going on? I'm like, okay, do, if the boys, they're okay where they are because we're on the second floor. But if we need to, do we take them into the closet in our room? Do we just all hang out in Robert's room because he only has one outside wall upstairs? Yeah, it, yeah. it's funny too because yeah. you're like, oh, we finally got the boys back to sleep, and now we hear this hell of the ghetto bird like swooping around, and then you look out the window and you actually see the spotlight oh, yeah. hitting the lawn, and you're like, oh wow, what's happening? And then I'm watching outside, and I see a car ride drive by, and it's a cop car, and it's hanging out by the school across the street, and then it goes down, and then I go to the front of the house, because I'm so damn nosy, <laughs> and so then it comes funny. back down the street, and then goes down the other street, and you're like, ooh, what's going on? Then we find out, you know, some guy crashed the car, so they're probably looking for the dude, because he probably ran away. Right. Right, right. Or drove away, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. so crazy. So, but whatever, so that was exciting. <laughs> but, but yeah, that next door app thing, but uh, yeah, after that interlude, but I mean, kind of what you're saying, David, I mean, the thing too is, I mean, I don't know what I would do as much if I was in a different situation in life, I guess, because right now we're both, we're all, you know, reasonably aged adults that have children. So it's like part of my, you know, part of my day is already chalked up anyway. And luckily we're all still working, yeah. but it's just like, mm -hmm. you know, when you got two kids under three, I don't do anything anyway. And yeah, still most of your day's already taken up. And then you kind of just go on your life or something. So I'm, I can't really worry about everybody else's problems. Like you've been working this whole time. So really like we were talking when the boys went back to school, like for him, his life hasn't changed like work-wise like things have changed obviously but like you've gone to work every single day since everything closed you know i've been home with the boys since every single day I've, I've been home every single day since the middle of march so like going back to school for me you know was like crazy yeah i know yeah, but there's 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 aspects that still like even if even if things have remained remained scheduling the um basically the same there's aspects that are massively different like because mm -hmm. of the political atmosphere because of the the virus that's there like we just talk about it in our in our own interactions there's this there's this 
um, a certain level of animosity before talking to somebody. Uh, you know, if, uh, you if you don't know that person, e even more so because there's a mask in front of their face, you know, mm -hmm. and there's just that you're just a little more closed than you used to be a little more, um, uh, a little more paranoid than you used to be, or a little more suspicious than you used to be. Um, it almost feels as if like in our conversations, we're walking on eggshells a little bit, even with people that we do know. Um, just because of, of, hey, we, we don't know where they're coming from on any of the political stuff that's, that's going on. Mm -hmm. We don't want to, we don't want to end up in one of those stupid arguments that you see online right. or, um, or, or something else. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like even though that our, our relationships, I, even though our schedules may have stayed basically the same, our interpersonal relationships have drastically changed. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, I agree. I was just pointing out that since our schedule's still so busy, we don't have that many, I guess, options of meeting, meeting and talking to those people. And that's true. Well, and, and that sucks for the extreme extroverts out there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I just remember when it first hit, like I was so depressed and I cried so much because I couldn't see my parents. I went from seeing my parents every week to like literally being terrified. I've never been afraid of being a nurse. Never in my 13 years of doing this, I've never been scared of going to work. And I was scared. I was scared of what I was going to get in contact with. I was scared. I mean, I was literally bleaching everything minus my eyeballs. I mean, it was this crazy sense of fear. Um, and then I, I, I didn't see my parents for forever and it was so hard. And then, you know, when, and obviously with time and research and studies and stuff, I mean, everybody, we have a new COVID normal where, you know, you walk around the hospital and you literally only see somebody's eyeballs. Um, and that's your new sense of normal, but we've kind of navigated around that. But I promised myself, you know, that's when like leaning into prayer and like having community, that's when our blessed is she group started meeting weekly because we knew that we were not in a good place. And right. um, our groups used to meet bi-weekly uh, bi and then we went weekly and it just, it really saved me just to have some people to just cry with sometimes or, you know, and then just really leaned into prayer. Um, and that's kind of how I kind of rallied through it. And then just telling myself like, like, I'm not going to let, you know, get fear, get the best of me. And, and I'm going to keep doing what I love and, and not be afraid of, of working. You know, it was, it was crazy mm -hmm. to have this crazy paranoia of going to work. Like the thing I loved and the thing I chose to do for the rest of my life is now the thing that's going to, you know, potentially like kill me or kill my family or, or whatever. Yeah. And, and I couldn't, I couldn't live like that. And I couldn't think like that. So. Yeah. Cause like on a smaller scale, like yours happened right away. And then like in July and August, it's like, oh, what are we going to do with schools? Mm -hmm. And there was like things in the groups that are like, oh, I'm not going to be sacrificed for whatever. And it's like, okay, take a step back. Like, well, you know, like. I mean, that's the thing too, because the schools are so, it's so, it's so terrible because if you have the kids go to school, you're having everybody go, oh, so our lives are on the line and la-di-di-da. And then you got the other people who are like, well, yeah, but then nobody's going to get sick because kids don't get sick. Oh, but if only 1% of the people get sick, that's too many. And then you got the other people who are like, uh, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, the kids are going to be fine, but then they're going to bring the disease to everybody else. And then it's like, oh, so now you admit that they're going to be fine before you said it was going to be this. So 
But I mean, in realistic terms, yeah, now she's looking at me. Yeah. But I mean, in realistic terms, I mean, the problem is, even if the kids aren't affected at all, they're still going to spread it like mothers. Because, like, I can't get Robert to not sneeze on people's faces. <laughs> you know, I mean, and then he fake sneezes. Huh? 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 Hatchie! You know, like he does that, and it's like, oh my god, don't do that at the airport. Everybody's gonna yeah. freak the fuck out. Uh, that's the worst but, place. Yeah, but so you got that. So kids are like that anyway. So you're already gonna spread everything. So if one kid has it and is asymptomatic, that means the whole class will get it because just germs spread, especially with children. But then the other thing is, you know, so back to social media. So I got enough people on the thing that are like, you can't have kids go to school. They'll kill everybody. It's terrible. You can't have kids go to school. Ah, look at how you're like the mayor in Jaws trying to get people to go in the water just so they die. But then the thing, too, is those are the same people who are always there saying that they're supporting of the poor, the minorities, and blah, blah, blah. But now these poor minorities and everything don't have that school as an option. And now they have X amount of kids, even anybody. You know, you got four kids, and how many devices do you have? Right. Well, I got four kids. They're all in grade school, and I got two devices. What are the other kids supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Oh, and how much Internet do I have? Now my Internet is going to go to the limit. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, and guess what? I was out of work for three months. Now I'm back at work. Oh, and I have to be at home because I don't have high school kids. I got eight-year-olds or something, you know? Right. And then you got all these parents that aren't even really paying attention. What's it called? The lady I work with, her friend has spent the last three days trying to talk to these parents about getting Chromebooks that they should have done weeks ago. Oh, yeah. So they're all calling up like, hey, I don't know what to do here. And she's like, well, I've been trained to help you log in. But if you don't even have the Chromebook, it, you don't even, you know, why didn't you do any of this stuff? So you have these parents that don't care. And then how bad is it hurting all these other people who can't afford the Internet or can't afford the Chromebook? or or have the Wi-Fi access or have the the child care right you know because yeah. school is a child care place and people are, are now realizing that we schools do yeah we've been using schools as daycares slash um, feeding mm -hmm. and you know heck at some places clothing these children and you know I think now we should some of the parents you just see on how much they need to do and stuff, or I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been, I, I'm, I'm uh, unashamedly using the school system to babysit my children. Please take my kids so I can oh, go yeah. and do something else. <laughs> that it is, and that's the hard part. Like, I think even like, you know, a bunch of teachers at work, like they're in the same boat, like they've got kids in school. And it's like, well, I've got an older kid, so I guess he can hang out and make sure my younger kid, you know, is online when they're supposed to be. But some of the schedules are just, it's crazy. And just, and I'm trying to find that routine and trying to find, everybody keeps saying, like, that new normal. And I don't know if there ever was a normal. And, like, we always talk about, oh, well, what are you comfortable with? Like, I'm okay going out to eat, you know, if we can sit outside. But I'm not okay with 
you know, whatever else. And you know, yeah. I don't know. Or I'm not okay with wearing a mask, but I'm I'm okay with this. Right. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that, and and we're gonna have future repercussions on this also because. Yeah. All the psychology was telling us that, um, that two or more hours uh, in front of a screen per day for a, a child is detrimental to the psychological. Yeah. Um, and now we're like, that's all we really have. So I think one of the one of the big takeaways that is that we need to be able to unplug when we can, which means we're going to need to double down on like stuff that we can do that doesn't involve screens. Um, yeah. So I, I, that was one of the reasons why I was like, yeah, let's build this garden. And not only are we going to build this garden, we're going to do it ourselves. So Joel and I were in the backyard every morning and we were digging and moving rocks and that kind of stuff. So just to, just to have something else to do where we're not staring at a screen. Yeah. Yeah. Although I do like what you guys have done with this also. Um, that I think is, is really cool. Uh, what you guys have been able to create there that, that weekly kind of not not just accountability but community that's so necessary, and it's like the worst way possible to community. Exactly, it is. It's a glorified support group. Right, but it's and it's online, which is like the worst way possible to have a support group. But you guys are making it work, and it, and it, and it shows the devotion you have towards one another and the care that you have towards one another because nobody wants another Zoom call to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And the, the fact that you guys do it every every Wednesday, I mean, and you're faithfully there to be there for your sisters, to be there for your for your group. Um, that's that's what what it means to be devoted, you know, and you, you know, you had mentioned doubling down in your prayer life. And um, I agree, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to do the same thing as, as taking that extra time in the morning to um, to, to pray a little longer and to, to practice that, the devotion there, you know, being devoted to that particular piece as well. Um, yeah, because, um, otherwise we're going to get, we're going to get swept away in all this and, and we're going to get mm -hmm. lost and it's going to be, and we're going to be so disconnected from everybody else. And we're going to drive ourselves insane, feel so isolated by ourselves. Yeah. And to have those people to check in with, like, we have to do that now. We're supposed to call families like every week. Wow. And make sure that they're all doing okay. We have this list of questions we're supposed to ask, and if they answer a certain way, we're supposed to like if they want us to, we can refer them to the counselor. You know, all those other, you know, like the insanity thing, like all those people who are counting on those meetings, you're counting on that therapy, you're counting on whatever. Like, you know, luckily we've been okay that way so far. You know, but this episode is brought to you by Terry Love, who's a licensed therapist. <laughs> And Tony, I can't pronounce her last name. <laughs> but I think it also gives us purpose to be parents. I think um, obviously watching our kids grow up together and, and having our friendship that's been, you know, over the years, um, it's always good to know like who you are, you know, and, and, and that definition of, of being a mom or a dad is it, it encompasses you. It takes over your entire being, right? I mean, that's part of the reason why I was so afraid because um, I have mm -hmm. little people to care for. So it's it's also a sanity check knowing that they're around, I think. Um, I'm more mindful of the things I say. I try to um, now, back then when I was like losing my mind, I think um, I should have been better about it, especially around Joel because I've created a, such a rule follower, you know, and, and uh, 
and, and just being more mindful of, of like things that you do or say or whatever, because there are little people around who rely on you, you know, to, to do good by them. So um, mm -hmm. I think that kind of, that's also my sanity check is knowing that David, you know, David needs me and the kids need me and, and you got to preserve that the best way you can. So. Mm -hmm. They know when you're stressed too. Mm -hmm. I know it's sad. <laughs> Like they always freak out when I cry and I swear all of the month of April and May and March, I cried. <laughs> so I just, and they just felt so bad. <laughs> and the kids, Gemma will be like, are you, and then Gemma, you know, she's like totally, she's like Robert. Like he just says whatever's out there. She'll be like, are you crying? You are crying. Like <laughs> she'll yep. just say it like that. I'm like, okay, yep. okay. <laughs> she's cold like me and it's yeah. so funny. Yeah, she's like, are you crying? You are crying. And then here's Joel, mom, it's okay, mom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, Robert, I don't think he, I don't know, but I've been going back to work, I think I've been less frustrated with him than I was staying home. But even still, like, you were asking me, like, are you enjoying, liking yeah. going back to work, or am I, am I no, okay No, just on how you work? feel, because you've like, been with the boys for, like, I'm, seven months straight. Like, now. I don't know how, like, I left, I've got this week three. They've been yeah. going back yeah. like every so many days. It's like I'll leave, I'll drop them off, and I'll leave to go to work. I'm like this is dumb. Why am I dropping them off and going to work to pretend I'm teaching? Like this is ridiculous. I should have convinced Neil that I should take a year off and no. just stay home. But I didn't think fast enough to make my arguments to stay home for a year. Hey, just learn how to day trade. Do learn how to day trade, and you can make some money. Yeah, because we need money. <laughs> I like money. We yeah, we figured out. Of course, we'd figure it out. It'd be all right. No. We'll just tell our house and move to Rochester. We're not moving to Rochester. The house, oh, no. The, the, hey, we'll the move to Rochester with you guys. Let's do it. What? What's happening right now? <laughs> no. my parents sell? Yeah, it sold for like 220 It was way too much. We Four bedrooms, moved. good good yard. We should have moved there when they were like 120 We could. <laughs> Yeah, right. And then the first snowfall, you're like, let me get back to That's Vegas. That's the problem. It snows where my parents are. Yeah, no, no, no. See, no. You can't get this island that. close enough to snow. Mm -mm. Yeah. Let's do it. Did that for a little bit. That's not, that's not. Yeah. Right. Jeeves from the Philippines. They don't even yeah, know what no. snow looks like. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I don't miss it. I don't miss it. That's the problem. And it's not even, and well, the funny thing too is it's like, it's not even that cold, but it's got snow. Yeah. Maybe no, I think my only issue is you have to drive in it. Like, no, I don't know how to drive in snow. Do you no. lean in, lean out? I, I don't know. Like, no, no. Yeah, like when you swerve. You, you turn in black the guys. I have no idea. No, I turn just right know. Turn right to go no. left. That's what, that's what Lightning McQueen has mm -mm. taught me. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's what Doc taught me. You turn right to go left. That's hilarious. No, I just live in the desert where it's hot and yeah. it's fine. Mostly. It's not going to rain ever. Yeah. yeah, I need the rain here. See, it's Where cool. nothing lives and everything dies, just like my soul. All right. <laughs> Dude, all the plants are dead. Oh. We made a, we had an avocado plant, like when Lisa's mom here? was out here. Oh, well, yeah. Well, seriously. We have to replant it. It died, though. It, like, oh. got too hot or something. Yeah. But it was doing really well, and it got really windy the one day. Yeah, and then all of a sudden. I, I don't know what happened. And I was trying to, and I was like trying to give it not direct light, but a little. But then it's like all the leaves are like burnt, shriveled. And then your mom planted a, 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 a succulent. succulent, and that died. It died. It, I swear. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> <so> <laughs> it 
Somebody must support Bleach on it. I think something happened because like died. But yeah, we should do another avocado. That'd be fun. What's it called? At work, Lori was like, she has the plants yeah. by the main window. So it doesn't get like light all the time, but mm -hmm. it still gets a little bit. She's like, just bring it in here and we'll grow it and it still be in the air conditioning and everything. Mm -hmm. Just so you That's know, right. making avocado from seed to tree takes about 15 years before it starts regularly producing fruit. Let's just buy an avocado tree. What the what? <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> so if you want to start yeah, an I'm avocado not, plant but... from seed, it's cool and all. Oh my gosh, ask me about the fish. Oh, fish? What about the fish? Hey, do y'all want a fish? Oh, we have a mean fish. We have an eagle fish. No. No, I don't want pets. I thought you were giving us like some salmon to eat. Why do you have, no, so you're getting rid of your fish? So David likes to be busy at all times. And so we have this giant aquarium now. Right. I escaped myself. And then we let Joel pick out like fishes over the weekend. And oh. we're not very good at explaining contingencies of like, hey, if this fish tries to kill your other fish, this fish got to go. And so this fish happens to be a bully fish. So right now it's in timeout. But I have a feeling that even if we put it back in with the other ones, it's not going to be okay. And then we told Joel that we were just going to donate it to my friends at work. Um, and he lost his ever loving mind. And so he was sad. And so I was like, oh man. So we were not good at explaining things. And so I was telling David, I'm like, see, Filipinos do it right. Did I grow up with a pet? No. And was there any heartbreak? No. And now here I am crushing my seven year old's heart over a fish, a $5 tell, fish. Like it's so good. Tell me it ran away. Yeah. It's, it's, it ran away. He's yep. too smart. He's like the problem. Anyway, so does the aquarium have a top on it? Yeah. yeah. What if you left the top off and it jumped out? <laughs> He'll probably buy that more. Yeah. Right now it's inside of a vase. Like it's literally in timeout. Yeah. Hmm, leave it there. It'll be fine. Solitary. Solitary confinement. Yeah. Right. Well, we did. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to fish. Nope. No. You sure? It's yep. free. Nope. Yeah, so yeah, it's five dollar fish to Thanks. rob Robert to knock over yeah. onto Henry. Onto me. <laughs> Listen, our free fish from kindergarten is still kicking, so we're, we're doing yeah. it. It's got a little fin rot from the other fish. Ago, back in. What's that? Because he's in second grade now. Yeah, yeah we've had it since you kindergarten. Had fish like a year and a half. Yeah, seriously, it's yep. crazy. And that's and that's why I was mad because David. So the new fish was attacking the 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 cat in the hat or whatever that we've had uh -huh. since kindergarten. And then David's like, okay, I'll just take cat in the hat out. And I was like, hell no, you're not going to punish the good fish because the bad fish is stupid. <laughs> so I'm like, you're going to take the bad fish out and put that sucker out. Like I was so mad. I was like, no. Just tell him you have to return it and get like a different one because you looked it up and those two fish aren't supposed to be together. But can they just do a tradesies? Like, is that normal? Can you go to a I don't know. Like this doesn't work. So they'll, they'll take it back. Some pet stores will give you credit or something like that, but I was a five dollar. I'm gonna be heartbroken. I told no. David I'm just gonna flush it down the toilet, but apparently yeah, it's not the right response. So and say, hey, my fish is attacking this fish. Like, what fish gets along? I need to put it down. It's switch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pit bull fish. <laughs> it's well, tasted yeah, blood from another fish. Put down. Fried it. Breakfast. Breakfast fish. An anchovy. Anchovy. It's a small. Put it on sucker. the. The kids want me to make pizza. No, All right. Pizza. <laughs> yeah. Remember that time you made pizza? 
And we have the fish I need a fish. I need a Wait small a fish that's irritating. Way to talk. I just felt so bad because he was so heartbroken. And in my head, I was like, why did we allow this to happen? Like, we're terrible parents. Like, I never grew up with a pet and I was perfectly fine. Like, I don't understand. Why are we introducing such heartbreak? It's just got a cat. Like, yeah, if we still had a cat, we'd buy you your fish. <laughs> All right, we should wrap this up. It's getting close to midnight. Okay. Yes. yes. So the killing right, joke well, with, the, with a joke. Do you have a joke? Oh my gosh, you're crazy. Yeah, there's uh, two um, guys escaping from the insane asylum. <laughs> you're and they're trying to... <laughs> no, nobody's read this book. So, and they're trying to get... They're trying to escape, and they're trying to get across the, the building, and the one guy's like, oh, here, look. I'll turn this light on, and you can walk across the beam, and then we could be safe. And he says, what? You're crazy. Once I get halfway across, you're going to turn it off. See? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's... Let's. <laughs> Batman thought it was funny. Anyway, um, let's uh, let's go ahead and close right. this out. What's our outro? Yeah. Um, thank you very much, Lisa and GV, for joining us today and just talking and being on our podcast, the first one in like our forty-five month uh, uh, hiatus. Um, so thank you. I love you. Don't roll your eyes at me. All right. Well, fold. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Please tell people about it. Um, write to us. Tell us that you love us or tell us that you hate us. We're looking at you, Alicia. But, um, you know, rate it. Give us reviews. Um, tell us any subjects you want to talk about. Um, send me all cheap alcohol. Yeah, send me cheap alcohol. I will drink it on air. Happy, right, uh, well. happy one-year anniversary, folks. Happy one-year anniversary. Yay! Wow, I can't believe it's been a year. It has. This reminds me of a joke. See, there were two guys locked in a lunatic asylum. And one night, one night they decided they didn't like that anymore. They decided to escape. So they made it up to the roof, and there, just across this narrow gap, they see rooftops stretching across town, stretching to freedom. Now the first guy, he jumps right across no problem, but his friend, oh, no way, he's afraid of falling. So the first guy, he has an idea. He says, hey, I got this flashlight with me. I'll shine it across the gap between the buildings and you can walk across the beam and join me. But the second guy says, what do you think I am, crazy? You just turn it off when I'm halfway across. <laughs> oh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Ha 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 